Welcome to the Fulfilled After 50 podcast. We are your hosts, Alice and Carol. Join us each week for your fun dose of inspiration and healthy tips you can use every day so you can live the healthy and fulfilled life you desire and deserve. Welcome to Fulfilled After 50, our podcast where we have a special guest on today. Yeah, we couldn't be more excited. We have Allison Monternock with us, and she is with a business that we're going to let her talk to you about. But she's going to share with us some information about how to best manage your stress, because we all... We all have that in our yeah. lives, don't mm-hmm. we? So we're so excited to hear what she has to say, and we know that you will be as well. So tell us a little bit, Allison, about you and how this whole thing came to be, and a little bit about uh, what it is that you do. Um, so I've been a nurse for about 20 years, and during my career, I witnessed a lot of things, personal moments with patients and family members, and I really um, was inspired by some of the ways that people reacted during hard situations. Mm -hmm. And what actually ended up happening was I then had a situation in my life where um, my mother um, had a series of unfortunate events and really delayed um, taking care of herself. Um, This was, she got divorced and then she got laid off from a um, job and then she ended up actually um, not taking care of her health basically. I'll just leave it with that. And and so during that, um, that, that event with her, I was really trying to support her and everything that I could and ultimately, um, you know, help her grow and learn about the power of how she could in turn change her life around through, um, you know, changing her mindset and setting goals and um, becoming more basically in control of her own life when I think she used to think that everything was happening to her and that she wasn't really in control. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's an awesome story. It's like um, stress creates so much illness and health diseases that I think that a lot of people don't realize when you experience a lot of stress and anxiety in your life, just the, the illness that can come out of, especially unforgiveness and you know, I've come from a divorce too, so I completely relate to that too, and just how you move past it. So how do you tell your patients what to do and how to relate to the stress? So uh, one of the big things that I like to teach is um, to use meditation, mm-hmm. um, specifically um, meditation that is causes an attachment to um, the things that they're experiencing. For mm-hmm. example, um, you can you can go to my website, iwitnessfitness.com, and download the guided meditation. But basically, it talks a lot about how you're not your thoughts, you're not your body. Um, these are all things that you have, mm-hmm. but they're not who you are. And you are because they're things that you have, you're able to change them um, with the power of your mind. And so, really, just teaching those concepts of how to use your mind to 
um, create your reality, how to change your health, mm -hmm. um, how to change, you know, because they say you're the average of the top five people you spend the most time with, like just simple tips like that. Um, and besides that, you know, eating healthy right. and, um, and then the main thing truly is, and this is what, what was the issue with my mom was that a lot of times you know what you're supposed to be doing, right. but you just don't do it. So then it's right. digging into right. what are the blocks and mm -hmm. it comes a lot to that forgiveness mm -hmm. and, right. Um, right. and not only of other people for experiences that you have had, but for yourself and, you know, taking extreme ownership of co-creating those right. events and right. situations. So right. I find that really interesting because in nursing we're trained really more to address the physical body mm -hmm. and to treat the symptoms versus getting to the root of the problem and integrating you know our our mind and so unless we're in I mean both you're just trained that way and unless you're in mental health or behavioral sciences that's really not something that we're taught to include necessarily as a part of our treatment plan mm -hmm. so what makes you I'm not sure what area you were in critical care, weren't you? As as when you were at the bedside, I mean. Um, so what? What? How did you end up moving into this this uh, realm? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, the interesting thing is, um, well, I was I was actually first out of nursing school. I was ortho trauma. So okay. and I would do burn and plastics too. So I would have those patients that had were seemingly healthy and then have a traumatic situation okay. happen. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my first entry into that world and you know quite a few of my patients had had those, you know, near death experiences and right. and what was interesting is that almost all their stories had like a similar line of mm -hmm. what had happened to them and so I think having that really helped me grow but then what actually propelled me into like switching over to the mind was back in 2007 I was watching Oprah mm -hmm. and um, she had a book on uh, called The Secret and mm -hmm. it was a documentary about um, a natural law that I had never heard of before okay. called the law of attraction um, I had heard about the law of vibration in physics um, where you take that that tuning fork experiment where you take one tuning fork and you hit it and it starts vibrating if you hold another tuning fork next to it without hitting it it'll start vibrating too yeah. and so that was really my only experience into that the the law of attraction but basically this book talked about how you can use your mind to create your reality and I thought oh this is really interesting and I, at the time I was the research coordinator for the ortho trauma chief at this hospital and so I was into researching I was in PubMed all the time and so I started researching a lot of what she, um, this author had said to do is to do these thought experiments and so through doing thought experiments on my own and setting goals, I started accomplishing and learning like how the mind works. Right. And so from that, then I was like, oh, everyone needs to know how to do this. So right. I've just that's been, definitely. yeah, yeah how you that think. is. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's just one, uh, just confirmation of what we, Carol and I always teach too, is what you think about comes about. So what you go around thinking all day is expect to find that. And I know that Allison and I were talking too, and we always are talking about that powerful statement of I am. Right. 
and whatever you say I am and what follows that is what's going to come looking for you. So be careful of your words and your thoughts because really in the world today, it's, it's you versus you. It's not anybody else. It's you versus you, meaning like your thoughts is what is like your mindset all right. day long. Right. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. the exciting thing too is that in the past, sometimes these sorts of treatments or thought processes that we're, we talk openly about, right. like we're talking openly about today, mm -hmm. was really considered more woo-woo, kind of like hocus-pocus, why would I even concentrate on that? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really exciting, and maybe it's just because I'm surrounding, you know, you, when you surround yourself with people who open your mind to such things mm -hmm. and actually practice this. I think it's exciting that you're seeing it becoming much more, not necessarily commonplace, but a bit more commonplace. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Um, do, you, do you see that people openly accept your teachings and uh, do, you, do you kind of have to get over a little bit of a hump of that? Like, mm, I don't know if this <laughs> is going to work for me. Because I, I have to say, I work with my mom on a lot of these different uh -huh. things and, yeah. and I have a really hard time her. Getting her to like yeah. to acknowledge that that this could make a difference in my life, right? Yeah. Uh, and when you meet with negative people, a lot of times uh, they don't want to. I'm not. I don't know if they don't want to open up, but they have a really hard time opening up to things that are that can potentially improve their disposition. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, I I have had that issue with people, you know, not believing. But I, I, I really encourage them to do their own thought experiments, mm -hmm. which I don't know, have you guys ever heard of thought experiments or ever done them before? No. Okay, so they're really, really fun. So there's just three rules for a thought experiment. You pick some random topic, right. and it's fun to do this with friends and family. Like the first person I ever did one on with my husband. So you pick a random topic, right. and then the rule is there's no leading. You can't bring it about. And then the, the third rule is that you have to pick an end time. So I'll, I'll put this into perspective. So the first thought experiment we did was we were going to a party, and my husband and I picked the word feet. We're like, okay, somebody's going to start talking about feet by midnight on my watch. And of course, there's no leading. So we went into the party and you know, you're having fun, you get separated or whatever. We're on our way home. We had totally forgotten about it. We're on our way home and I go, oh, did anyone talk about feet? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, me either. And I was like, okay. So we just kind of went on our way. Right. We got home. I checked my email. This was like before smartphones. So I had to like actually get on the computer. And I checked my email and my girlfriend had sent me like five pictures of her feet. She was like <laughs> pregnant with her second child and she didn't have um, swelling on her first kid with her ankles and all this. She's like, what do you think? She's That's got amazing. like a heart condition. And I was like, John, come in here, come in here. Right. And so I was like, look. And so we were looking at the pictures and he was like, wait, what time is it? And I looked and it was like 11.50. So we oh had made it. So that was like our very first thought wow. experiment. So I really encourage people to play with it and do these thought experiments. Cause then what happens is so for us, we started doing more and more thought experiments and just having fun with it and learning. There's all kinds of little tips and tricks to this. Right. And then what happened to us was one day, literally we were just talking about something and it would happen and we weren't even intending it. And then we got a little freaked out. We got really freaked out. And so then that's, then that's when I realized, okay, this is legit right. a real thing. And so I really like to teach people about the, the science behind it. Like how does a thought, which we can measure on an EEG machine, right. how does it manifest into something that you 
like physically experience. And so I feel like just, you know, cause belief, you know what belief is like, you, maybe is this thought, I always say belief is a thought you've thought over, 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 right. over again until you believe it enough. But mm -hmm. um, I think just switching your perspective of like that, your eyes aren't really taking data in, they're actually like a projector and projecting outwards and through quantum physics actually kind yep. of explains it, E equals MT mm -hmm. squared. Yeah. So that's the, a lot of people know that equation, but they don't really understand right. like right. why yes. it's such a big deal. Everything is energy in your your right. mind is source yeah. energy. So. We're going to have to integrate it's, that into some of our retreats. Exactly. Yes. That would be amazing. Yeah. So, so the, uh, you know, I think we should leave them with maybe top three tips that you can give. Um, what's the number one thing you would tell somebody that's watching us today on just how to relieve some of the stress and the overwhelm they may be feeling today? Um, Number one is just become present because when you become present, there's no future. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past. So in the present moment, a lot of times the reason, the reason we do get stressed is because we're thinking about long-term what's going to happen or you're going to think about, you know, what's, what people are going to think about me later. But if you can just be present and just stay focused and like in nursing we say like, or more in athletics we say like, trust the training, like you, you know, you're here for a purpose to do this um, and then mainly just taking care of yourself and um, of course there's meditation which has been scientifically proven over and over again um, and I, so I really encourage, you know, healthy living, create a healthy lifestyle, reduce your stress through, um, I have a whole um, program online that you can see where I break all the different stressors. There's six different stressors um, and people don't realize that nutritional stress is usually like their most, their largest. So, you know, eating healthy, get of course overall sleep is the most important because that's where you really regenerate everything. So yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> times we talked about sleep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I guess just perspective is my number one because when you're in that moment and you're stressed, like just doing that positive self-talk, like this isn't going to last forever, um, you know, I'm trusting my training, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm here for a purpose, and then just, you know, staying centered and knowing that, um, you know, mm -hmm. we're all just here doing the best we can with what mm -hmm. we have from where we are, right? right. Yeah. So, and one of those top tips, I think, like, resonated with me that Allison just said too is you are the top five of who you surround yourself with so we encourage you if you are having some toxic relationships or if you having somebody that is constantly um, creating some negative energy around you is to just cut them out if they are family and friends, you can't really cut out your family, but you can limit your time. And I have had to do that with some of mine mm -hmm. too. You just limit your time with them and then create some kind of positive energy to like force around them. Right, right. right. Because you may be a changing force at some point in their life. But, yes. Uh, you also have to, Sometimes we just have to protect ourselves a little bit too. Mm -hmm. I think exactly. So, if someone wanted to reach out and learn a little bit more about what it is that you do, how would they 
find you? Um, so you can find me through Eyewitness Fitness. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and eyewitnessfitness.com. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah. Well, we thank you so yeah, much for joining yeah, us today, fun. Allison. Yeah. We um, hope to have Allison back on because she is so great with just the manifestation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us don't really understand that law of attraction until we're around somebody that understands it and can implement right. it and show us how to implement that too, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Alrighty. Well, have a great day. Catch us here next week with another new episode on Fulfilled After 55.0. You can reach us on our private Facebook group too, Fulfilled After 55.0. Yep. And if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Subscribe <laughs> down below. You can get all of our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, and that way you don't even have to think about it. It just comes right to your inbox. So make sure you subscribe and we look forward to talking with you next week. In the meantime, take care. Say something great to someone else. Be kind. A smile on your face can change yep. their day. And don't be afraid to learn something new like we That's are. Right. Yeah. Makes you grow. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.